Are we ready to rage? We are ready. I think we're ready to rage. I, I'm as ready as I ever would be, I guess. <laughs> I as ready like as you can be more. at 10 o'clock at night. At 10 o'clock at night when I've taken my lorazepam and I'm having a mental breakdown. <laughs> i'm fine guys it's just fashion school welcome back to our show if you are new here i'm sandy scanlon and i'm ashley mccoy and we're your girlies for fashion feelings and pop culture and today we're talking about some pop culture honestly i feel like we've had a lot of dark topics lately so we'll keep this one as light as it can be question mark (laughs) question mark um yeah i mean it is fashion focused we're just kind of keeping it light um not diving too too deep today if that's okay with you guys we've just you know it's right before christmas we're in finals we're having a time so this is gonna be a light smooth sailing episode about the recent balenciaga scandal right which when we say light like don't get us wrong the actual scandal is like really disgusting and really dark and the creative director demna is really freaking weird man i can't even say her last name demna you're a weird bitch we're just gonna do light coverage is what we mean yeah like if you don't know we'll fill you in yeah ashley how are you feeling today I am running on E, to be honest. I had work today, (laughs) and then I had a class, um, a little bit shorter, but still had class, and um, I had a presentation to do. It went well. I'm just, I'm feeling like the, the, I feel like around this time of year, it's always, like, so stressful, and I feel like it's by design. Like, everyone's like in a holiday frenzy trying to get lots of stuff done i'm working in like markets and stuff and then i have work and then i'm doing class and then we do our show which i love clearly but like just a lot of stuff going on and it's not you kind of go until like the um holiday actually comes and then you're just like in your house quiet like just in your pajamas (laughs) for like 10 days i'm so excited I have, like, footy pajamas I'm gonna freaking wear around my house. I feel like I'm running on E, too, and my car is running on, like, everything in my life is on E. Car, bank account, body. Um, So, I apologize if we haven't been now so active on social media or doing our regular episodes, but we're just girls doing our best. Two fashion babies just trying to live. Yeah. I mean, if I had um, a house cleaner or something, then I definitely would have more time on my hands. Like if we were rich. Oh my God. I was saying that we, I really want like an assistant to handle (laughs) like my business stuff, but also just like handle my life. If I could have my laundry done and my meals done, I would be unstoppable. (laughs) If I didn't have to do anything then else other than like the stuff I want to do, I'd be, you, you guys better watch out. 
<laughs> no, but that's why rich people get so much stuff done. And then they're like, look at what I get done in the day. We have the same 24 hour day. Or oh, this is like so bad. You have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. Like, no, I don't. She has like three or four nannies. She has people cleaning her house, doing her laundry, probably Beyonce's, wiping grass. Beyonce is literally a corporation. Like, you cannot compare yourself to anyone like that. And like, um, I know we've talked about it before on the show, but like, a lot of wealthy people, they didn't all, like, start out from nothing. Mm-hmm. So, like, they've never had the same 24 hours as you. Don't compare yourself to them. Thank you. I am um, just feeling severely burnt out. Like, I went to do some work today and I just couldn't even do it because my mood was so like manic I don't even know if that's the right word chaotic like why I just felt like not even myself uh help two girls out if you care for us and our mental well-being share these episodes (laughs) tell all your friends (laughs) during like your 10-day holiday hibernation go back to the beginning and listen how much we've grown since yeah oh my god I cannot speak we got our Spotify wrapped the other day for our podcast we do do that for podcasts as well and we love you guys thank you so much for listening yeah thank you to all 15 of you <laughs> 24. Kidding, how many oh my gosh 24 that's amazing i thought it was like 15 consistent listeners yeah thank you guys we really do appreciate that's actually, it that's crazy i don't think i don't even think i have 24 friends like that's actually right. really cool <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and I, I know Melissa's listening. Hi, Melissa. Thank you. Hey, Melissa. We love you. We do. Imagine if one day we had like millions of followers and every episode people were like, who's Melissa again? Like, who the <laughs> hell is that? Okay, we'll talk a little bit about their history, just briefly, and then we can talk kind of like about the scandal, and Ashley can talk a little bit about that. Um, Again, this is going to be a light episode, guys. Balenciaga is a luxury fashion house founded in 1919 by Spanish designer Cristobal Balenciaga. Balenciaga produces ready-to-wear footwear, handbags, and accessories, and they license their name for fragrances. They're currently owned by the French corporation Caring, I think is how you say it, K-E-R-I-N-G. Yeah. Do you have anything to to add, Ashley? I wonder if they make, like, since it's owned by a French company, I wonder if um, they're allowed to make, like, actual French-regulated couture. Ooh, that's a really good question. We should dive into that and talk about what, oh my God, next episode, what is real couture and what isn't because people abuse that word. And I love that that's not true. Juicy couture is not couture. (laughs) That's the best idea you've ever had. I love, I'm so excited to do that episode. Thank you. Okay. We have to do it. That's a good, really, really good one. Some fashion Um, history and knowledge. Yeah, because... I have, I have a story that I'll have to save for that episode, but there's a really funny Real Housewives one. And oh my God. Yeah. I talk about all the time. There's a lot of Real Housewives, not even one specific one, but of different franchises of 
housewives being like, I want to be a fashion designer now. And me and Ashley are like, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah. So Balenciaga, skirting back to it. He opened his first boutique in Spain in 1919. And he expanded two branches in Madrid and Barcelona. The Spanish royal family and the aristocracy were his designs. And the Spanish Civil War forced him to close his stores. So at that time, he moved to Paris. So he opened in Paris, had a few shows there that were heavily influenced by the Spanish Renaissance. His success was almost immediate. He was branded as revolutionary and his designs were highly sought after. So he continued designing through World War II. And historians believe that that was because of his connections with Spanish dictator General Francisco Franco, who was Hitler's close ally. Ah. So a lot of, like, I'm studying Paris fashion history right now in my classes, and, like, the majority of all designers shut down or fled Paris. So interesting that he stayed there and continued. There's honestly so many designers that like stayed and continued, but like a lot of them were being threatened by the Nazis as well. They didn't necessarily want to work for them, but like they literally were being like held hostage by them. and was like, I mean, you could go, but like my wife really likes her stuff and I like to kill people. So do with that what you will. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was totally part of it too. Like some people were forced to stay i remember in my class we were recently talking oh i wish i had the the wife of a high-end fashion designer wife of a high national at a fashion show and the wife that changed her of uh, the designer changed her seat because she didn't want to sit next to like the nazi official's wife and she was put in a concentration camp for it oh my friggin god it's so weird that like this yeah. is so it's popping up so frequently in pop culture now. <sighs> it's really know, unfortunate, really but like just like history really does repeat itself and if we don't inform ourselves about these things properly, then it's inevitable that it will happen again, not necessarily in the same exact ways, god forbid, but like that those ideologies will rise again. Yeah, 100%. And it's it was interesting studying it from a fashion lens, thinking about how like Nazi o- occupied Germany and Europe, how that would affect fashion. That would have never been something I would think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I took this class and we're talking about Paris basically through the decades and it comes up and it's like very interesting. So like you said, people had to design for them um you know people who weren't weren't on board or didn't want to associate them were obviously arrested and sent to concentration trap camps but literally just for like fashion drama <laughs> and a lot of the high ranking nazi official like wives and mistresses had access to materials that weren't even supposed to be used in fashion because they're supposed to be reserved for the war and actually after the war like a lot of parisians were embarrassed how like the Americans and British had rationed these materials and Parisians hadn't. Okay. So during the post-war years for Balenciaga, his lines became more linear and sleek to kind of go in line with the hourglass new look shape that was popularized by Dior at the time. In 1951, he transformed the silhouette and brought in the shoulders and removed the waist. So at this time he's just kind of like, 
keeping up with the looks of the 50s. In the 60s, he moved towards heavy fabrics, intricate embroidery, and bold materials. Some of the trademarks included collars that stood away from the collarbone to give a spawn-like appearance and trend bracelet sleeves. And Jackie Kennedy famously upset her husband by banging Balenciaga's expensive creations while John F. Kennedy was president. He apparently feared that the American public might think the purchases were too lavish. <laughs> I mean, um, I they were. Up- they totally were. I just wanted to bring up a few like historical things about the brand because I do feel like when we talk about Balenciaga today... It's a lot of like logo based stuff, uh, like a lot of sneakers, a lot of just like, I don't know. I In a class recently, we were looking at historical Balenciaga pieces and a person in my class made a comment like, what happened? Nothing looks that elegant or like that, um, that has that couture feel anymore. And so I just wanted to point out that it was like, Balenciaga was a person, he was an innovator, and now it's basically like this huge brand that's associated with the Kardashians a lot. Yeah, they definitely have moved into being like streetwear. I think that it's, I think really what's going on with a lot of brands too is um, the kind of popular culture has changed. So like sneakers are now what people wear all the time. And um, like, Hip hop is the pop music that is most popular. Even if you are like a pop singer, like you have rappers on your stuff, it seems like they kind of like that streetwear look. A lot of things, especially when it's like heavily being um, pushed in America, it's more casual, more kind of a street look. So we see it more as like that streetwear, like elevated, like high street kind of thing, instead of like it being dresses and gowns and elegant, like soirees, like. I think a lot of it is that, like, culture has shifted so much. Yeah, 100%. And um, we can't talk about Balenciaga, unfortunately, without talking about Kanye West. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, So Kanye obviously collaborated with them, and they severed ties. It's interesting. So, like, Kanye and Balenciaga severed ties, and then right after this, Balenciaga has this scandal that we're right about to talk about. Everyone, everyone needs to be put in prison. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, do you want me to get into like what the scandal actually was? I've got it here if you want me to do it. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now on to our timeline. On uh, November 16th of 2022. Balenciaga launched its 2022 gift collection holiday campaign. So the luxury fashion house published a campaign titled Balenciaga Gift Shop, and it was in support of its spring-summer 2023 collection. And this launch featured two campaigns, um, which both of them did receive backlash due to the controversial images. So the first one... And you guys can find them. I don't think we're going to post these because it's weird and it's gross. So if you'd like to scar yourself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But um, the first one is the gift collection. It was shot by (laughs) award-winning National Geographic photographer Gabrielle Gellemberti. I think is how you pronounce it. Sorry, Gabe, if I mess it up. Um, 
and it featured <laughs> photos. <laughs> it featured photos holding of children holding handbags that looked like teddy bears wearing like bondage gear. And it's really clear this this is kind of going off of Gallimberti's um, most notable collections of photography called Toy Stories, which a lot of kids would um, lay out their like favorite toys. And it's honestly a really interesting um, photography collection. It like had different kids different in different places, like who had a lot of like so different socioeconomic areas in life, and they had like different toys, and you could see like where different kids from different places like what their favorite toys were. So it clearly was part of that. So the images just had like a child. One of them was like a child, like standing on a couch with like stuff laid out in front of it, but it wasn't toys. It was like clearly adult things like drinks. And they had like this baby, like they couldn't have been more than like four years old holding this bear. It looked like it had black eyes and then was like wearing like leather, like bondage gear. And it was like a little bag. It was just weird. And the kid didn't look happy. Um, That's so weird. It, I don't even know who would have thought this up. Like, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of the creative director. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to take out this teddy bear. It's going to be wearing bondage gear. We're going to put X, Y, and Z on the table. Like, this kid's going to have a miserable expression on this face. Like, what are they thinking that people are going to take away from this ad? Right. Very, very weird. So, the um, because, like, Toy Story is one of his most notable works, um, they basically wanted to kind of recreate that with more, quote, punk objects. And then the second of his, um, of this collection, or yeah, of this collection um, launch featured a guard robe campaign um, where it was like in an office theme. And this one was not shot by that same photographer, but it included a photo with a page from a Supreme Court ruling of United States versus Williams in the background that deemed the promotion of child pornography illegal and not protected under freedom of speech. So it's like kind of a lot to get into, but the fact the case for the United States versus Williams is Michael Williams was convicted in federal district court of pandering uh, or promoting child pornography the PROTECT Act prescribes the pandering of any material or purported material in a manner that reflects the belief or that is intended to cause another to believe that the material is illegal child pornography. The act represents Congress' attempt to outlaw sexually explicit images of children, including both images of real children and computer-generated images of realistic virtual children. There's more to that, but, like, obviously very heavy, very serious, and very gross. So when did that law pass? Argued in 2007 and decided in 2008. Yeah, May 19, 2008. Okay. So, weird. Why would you even put that in your images what what was the reason what was the reason reason. what was the reason with both photo launches 
and like people kind of looking at them both side to side thinking what is your message here it's weird it seems kind of weird <laughs> kind of weird is an understatement <laughs> right that's suspicious that's, that's weird. weird you don't find that suspicious <laughs> okay so november Again, 23rd. just like what are you trying to be a low-key pedophile but you think it's cool because nobody's gonna call you out or do they think that this spent some like the, i don't understand or the, in their minds did this ad say something else i don't know one second i guess we'll never know what would what they were I thinking but it's i just really weird I wish we knew, like, the intent. Right. Like, that just, it seems very strange. And the thing about this that really bothers me is that there are all of those conspiracies that talk about, like, Holly Weird and lizard people and, oh, there's a cabal and they're all, like, eating kids and sacrificing kids. This just feeds those people so much. like. None of it has any merit. None of it is real, really. Like, be honest. Be for real right now. Like, none of that is real, for real. Like, BFFR. Literally. But, like, this, what, if I was some crazy ass conspiracy theorist, I would go, see, look at what they're doing. Look, look, look. They're leaving, they're leaving Easter eggs. They're leaving, like, hints everywhere. Like, oh my God. Like, I would lose my mind if I was insane. And, and now, is I I'm so sorry guys because I feel like we keep going back to Kanye West and I'm really not I'm not trying to make it about him, but there's just, it's there's been so much that's happened. Didn't he? He's kind of one of those like conspiracy crazy lizard people type thing now. Like he'll yeah. say like oh uh, he'll say that type of shit. Yeah, like he's like acting like he's some kind of whistleblower, but it's it's just weird. Okay, November twenty third, the photographer Gabriel issues a statement on Instagram. And he claimed that in part that he was not entitled in whatsoever manner to neither choose the products nor the models nor the combination of the same. So he said, as a photographer, I was only and solely requested to lit the given scene and take the shots according to my signature style. And as usual for commercial shooting, the direction of the campaign and the choice of the objects displayed was not in the hands of the photographer. And he emphasized how pedophilia searches on the web are completely different from the photos he shot, noting that those are absolutely explicit in their awful content. He's saying that like us talking about this distracts from the real problem and criminals. That's a lot to unpack. And then he said that he made sure to clarify that the campaign featuring the Supreme Court document was not photographed by him. So like he's like, okay, well, that one wasn't me. Like feels like it's hot potato with the blame on this though, because yeah. I read a week or two ago, and things could have definitely changed by now. This could be dated, but I read that Balenciaga was suing the photographer. Yeah, so that's my next point, actually. Um, Perfect. So he said, yeah, that one wasn't taken by him. And the next day, Balenciaga issues its first statement amidst a backlash. And like, you guys, they you can check now. I don't know if they post anything now, but they wiped their whole Instagram. They were just saying like, oh, my God, sorry. Like, we didn't mean to do anything weird. Like, sorry about that. My bad. 
Um, but they said, we sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bag should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. And then hours later, they issued a second statement regarding the guard robe office campaign, which featured the Supreme Court documents and said, we apologize for displaying unsettling documents in our campaign. The statement read, and then they said, we take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items for our t- spring 2023 campaign photo shoot. We strongly condemn the abuse of children in any form and we stand for children's safety and well-being. <laughs> okay. LOL, then why'd you guys make this? So the one of the big talking points we've been saying is there are so many eyes that go over these things. Like even working in like a regular, like smaller corporate company or whatever, it's really hard for a lot of things to, to slip through the cracks. Rarely do you have things like this happen so frequently. And I would say the only way that it would make even a tiny ounce of sense to me is that fashion is quite like a volatile industry in like all aspects and things kind of happen in like a really fast way where it seems like a lot of people just don't have the time to really be thoughtful about the things that they're doing and if someone has some kind of weird agenda then it's easy for people to go okay, whatever, this person has to do it and I'm so nervous and I'm so scared and I don't want to be in trouble or whatever. So just do it. They asked to do it this way. And like people don't pick up the pieces and like don't pick up on what's going on until like it's already done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm 100%. And fashion is also an industry that always pushes boundaries. And right. I'm by no means saying that this ad in campaign has been pushed boundaries. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I could see if you were like somebody on the set working on it in that really fast pace, you have no idea what's going on. You might just go along with it because you're like, oh, this is Balenciaga and they know what they're doing. Like you might not be able to speak up or step in because it's such a high power industry. Right. Like that, that in itself, like I agree with you 100%. Like people just have the idea that this is a large brand. They know what they're doing. So why would you think that like you wouldn't think this is anything but intentional because brands spend so much time and money and effort making sure that things are curated exactly the way that they want. So it's hard to believe that things just weird like this would pop up. Yeah, I mean, there has to be some... Like I said, I just want to know the intent so badly and I want to know the like actual brain behind the campaign. Like, because there's something weird, there's some creep underneath this whole entire thing. And then a bunch of people who went along with it, probably not realizing or not feeling confident enough to speak up. But right. um, it, this emerged from something bad. So it's just like, where is that bad seed? Where is it? Who is it? Right? Where is it? Is oh, it right in Balenciaga? But obviously, Balenciaga is like, oh, it was the photographer, it was the creative director, it was da-da-da, like, they're not going to take the blame, but I would bet that it's somebody in Balenciaga that's responsible. I would say, honestly, like, yeah, the photographer is kind of weird, but I honestly would say that, like, he probably is being honest. Like, you're 
you're just another worker for them. Even if you're like a famous photographer, they hired you to do something. You just come in and you take the picture. That honestly makes a lot of sense to me. Because like they have all the creative direction. Like maybe he can like influence a couple things, but like he's not telling Balenciaga how they should be running their holiday campaign. He's just coming in and sending the photo. He's there because he does a good job and they like the way they like something he did previously and said, okay, do that again with us, but here's stuff. Like he didn't he didn't bring all that weird shit in there. I don't find it like I don't know this guy. I'm not trying to defend him, but it just makes sense to me that he just came in did his job and left and didn't even think about it he was like this is really weird but like whatever like you know yeah so it says that balenciaga announced it was taking legal action against the production company north six and set designer nicholas de jardins uh who were responsible for the advertisement with the child pornography court document for 25 million in response, the set designer's attorney said that Balenciaga representatives were present at the shoot and handled the papers and property used. And then Balenciaga dropped the legal action on December 2nd. Right. And I know you might have said like the beginning of that already, but I wanted to say, so yes, Balenciaga has, so that's interesting that they dropped it. I think that they realize they don't have a leg to stand on because it came from within their company. Yeah, I mean, it it looks uh, the campaign itself obviously looks horrible. But then and then to go and then sue your creative team that you hired that looks even more unhinged. It like this should be an internal matter, and I feel like they're trying to damage control with the financial like suing of people. But like, there isn't anyone to sue other than like maybe a couple of people, like. And they're people who are super high up. You have to have them leave. You're going to have to have like a purge of everyone who worked on there who had like any kind of authority. Yeah. Yeah. The photographer for this shoot was Gabrielle Gallimberti. Okay. And then Demna. Demna is their creative creative director. director. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of who to blame, but it's just weird. There's a lot of weird. All of this is unraveling in a matter of like days. So now it is November 27th and Kim Kardashian comes on to Twitter to give her statement about Balenciaga. And this is such a big deal because she's a frequent collaborator with this brand. I have the whole statement pulled up, Ashley. Oh, you do? (laughs) Yes. She had recently worked really closely with them for the Met Gala. If you remember, we had talked about it before, where she wore that big, long, like, face covering, which now... Did we rate that as our worst look? Oh, we did. With her Dementor look? Yes. Um, But they'd also done a recent campaign that also included Alexa Demi, who was, like, one of my favorite girls. But, like, they've been pretty prolific recently with Kim. So Kardashian broke her silence on the controversial teddy bear campaign and condemned the company in a lengthy thread on Twitter. Sandy, if you want to take it away. I'm ready. (laughs) I have been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns, but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how the houses could have happened. 
Then she goes on to be like, as a mother of four, I'm disturbed. This shouldn't have a place in our society. I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaign and apology. I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue and this will never happen again. I'm currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand, basing it off their willingness to accept accountability. How do you feel about this statement? I mean, it's pretty much what was expected. All the statement that these brands, and yeah, like Kim Kardashian is basically a brand, right? All these brand statements are basically empty of any actual meaning. It's just like covering their ass. I agree. And like, what got me is where she said, I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaigns and apology. It reminds me a lot of when she was working a little bit closely with Jeffree Star and everyone had said, hey, Kimberly, you know that Jeffree Star is a raging racist, right? And you got a bunch of biracial kids and a black husband at the time. Maybe you want to reevaluate that. And she just went, guys, he's really grown over the years. And I think that we should allow people to change and grow. Like, (laughs) I don't think that she was ever going to cut ties with them unfortunately and it doesn't matter that she's a mother of four i don't think she's gonna stop working with them i think she's gonna wait for everything to die down like they always do with any controversy and continue making their money and getting their bag because that's at the end of the day what the kardashians are really here for i mean yeah that's what i was going to say is as soon as this blows over they'll all be wearing it again but it could take a long time for this to blow over and circumstances could change in the meantime. So it'll be interesting. Right. So the next day, Balenciaga issues a, another social media statement citing Evers. So they shared a single photo from their Instagram and it was addressing the controversy surrounding its campaigns again while the brand rehashed that it condemns child abuse and they say it was never our intent to include that in their narrative balenciaga said it takes responsibility for it and said it was a series of grievous errors this statement is now the only photo on the luxury brand account and it appears that all its previously uploaded images have been archived to the pro the company's profile And no caption accompanied the post and comments have been limited. So it's not very helpful, honestly. I think it's always pretty telling when people limit comments on apologies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you. Um, And then they said they have an ongoing internal and external investigation and new controls and said in part that it was reaching out to organizations who specialize in child protection and aim at ending child abuse and exploitation and i'm kind of like okay yeah sure but like as a fashion brand what exactly are you going to do about it because like you never really cared before and there's yeah it's very performative right and their statement concluded by saying we want to learn from our mistakes and identify ways we can contribute so definitely just like all the marker words that when you like you're parents teach you how to um, apologize you say like I'm learning I want to be better I'm so sorry like sure Jan sure Jan and 
people are really are taking it seriously because I've seen a lot of TikToks and just things on the news of people throwing out their Balenciaga bags or not even throwing them out, but like destroying them. Obviously, like rich, rich people doing that because they don't care. And there was a famous, wasn't there a country? I think a wife of a country singer like put all her Balenciaga in a trash bag and like took a picture of her throwing it out. Oh my God, I didn't see that. Yeah. So there's been a lot of people saying, I'll never shop this brand ever again. Right. I mean, honestly, I know that we are fashion people, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, okay, and you're just going to like buy something else from another brand that like hates black people or something. I don't know. Yeah. You're going to buy that like Gucci, like ski mask that has black face. I don't know, man. Like a lot of these brands are trifling. So November 28th now. The Business of Fashion revokes Demna's Global Voices Award. So Demna is the creative director of Balenciaga. Not for long. But um, the BOF announced at the beginning of the year that Balenciaga's creative director, Demna, would be the recipient of the Global Voices Award for 2022. But obviously, due to his involvement in this campaign, the fashion authority, which sounds like the actual fashion police. Revoked, the fashion police? Actually, the fashion police revoked his honor. And they were released an official statement about it on Twitter. I really hate that all this is really unfolding in real time on Twitter because, like, don't give Elon the clout. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I know. On December 2nd, Demna cannot say their last name i'll try uh i'm gonna say just vasilia yeah perfect we, well he's kind of a shitty guy so i mean like whatever um he posted on instagram and said personal message i want to personally apologize for the wrong artistic choice of concept for the gifting campaign with the kids and i take my responsibility it was inappropriate to have kids promote objects that had nothing to do with them. As much as I would sometimes like to provoke a thought through my work, I would, all caps, never have intention to do that with such an awful subject as child abuse that I condemn, period. What? That makes no I, sense. I think that it might not be his first language. I need to learn from this, listen and engage with child protection organizations to know how I can contribute and help on this terrible subject. I apologize to anyone offended by the visuals. Balenciaga has guaranteed that adequate measures will be taken, not only to avoid similar mistakes in the future, but also to take accountability in protecting child welfare in every way that we can sincerely demna it was weird okay that makes sense if uh english is in his first language because i what i thought was weird was that statement about oh children shouldn't be with objects that have nothing to do with them like that that wasn't specific enough like you should have said children shouldn't have been around sex objects sex objects cigarettes drugs alcohol like just weird all the stuff, like all the markers of like a really wild sex party. Like, yeah, I don't think so. 
So yeah, that's kind of it for our timeline. That is the latest as what happened that we have. Let us know. And we'll put up a, a, a speaking portion on Spotify. Let us know what you think about this. Like, it's just a really weird situation that I would have, I want to say I would have never expected it. But like, honestly, I feel like things have been getting really crazy. Like the 2022 bingo card, we've got like four of them at this point. It's been maxed out. Just weird shit after weird thing. Just like everything keeps happening. Would have never thought that Balenciaga would like basically make like allude to child pornography and abuse. Yeah, I'm getting ready to, I feel like we say this every year and I I don't want to be like, I appreciate all the progress and thing good things that have happened this year but every year at the end of the year we're like i'm so ready to kiss this year goodbye and i'm finally there with 2022 ready for it to be over ready for 2023 i mean really like things are just so strange like you're right like every year we always look oh my god like this is so weird can't wait for next year hope it'll be better and then like I'm not. <laughs> not seeing that he loves Hitler. Like, where are we at this point? Is We're in this the bad who place. we are? Is this, this the bad <laughs> who are uh, we? Is this who we are? But I think on a personal lever, level, lever, wow. I <laughs> um, on a personal level, you, we all kind of hit that burnout fatigue at this point of the year. Like, even if you're not in school. Even if you're literally a stay-at-home mom looking at your family at the worst time of the year, a lot of like quarters are ending this time of the year for people who work. People who are- so literally pretty much everybody who does anything, it's a hard time of the year. It's just busy. It's stressful. I hope it doesn't push you to do weird creative things. But like, I mean, do good creative things. I don't know. Maybe you start a podcast too. Something, something <laughs> put out something positive into the world. We just wanted to kind of um, go over that for you guys because I feel like it was like a big moment, but I think with everything being so busy and like rent is skyrocketing, nobody can buy a house, you can't buy a car, groceries are expensive, you might not have realized how serious the luxury fashion world has gotten recently. Yeah, and it it's interesting like in the beginning, how you said it's pop culture, but it's, I would say it's equally fashion and pop culture. So it's, it's an interesting one to cover. Um, hopefully there aren't any repeats of this incident because it was truly so sickening and just bizarre. Just so weird and bizarre. And like, I did want to touch on something that I heard Julia Fox say, and like, I do still really like her. Like, interesting girl i like what she has to say and no one's perfect so i'm still gonna stand julia but she said like oh when people are talking about holly weird and oh my god oh look at all this weird stuff that happening in holly weird and she goes news flash guys the reason why there are pedophiles in the fashion business is because there's pedophiles in every business because there's men in all of those places And I'm not saying that men are, like, entirely pedophiles, but, like, they're usually the ones perpetrating things in this nature. Yeah. And there's definitely female pedophiles, too, but the majority are men. Yeah, like, 
she was like that's because there's always creeps and weirdos in every single place and basically all it takes is one weirdo to have like this idea and for everyone to say that they're cool enough or that they're smart enough just one too many times and they push the envelope and they now have enough power so they can push this kind of thing and there are so many people at the bottom who just can't say anything about it and just have to go along with it so like I really do feel like it sounds weird because it's such a large company we think of these places like they're just these huge conglomerates but in reality it's like one or two people have this idea and they thought oh my god we're so cool we're so like ahead of the curve we're visionaries like it's Demna maybe like his right hand person or his assistant or something thought it was a visionary and then everyone else is going to listen to the creative director the creative director of one of the biggest fashion brands on the planet they just are so yeah yeah <laughs> do you have anything else you want to add ashley how are we on time um i think we're good we haven't reached that extra 10 minute mark yet we're probably pretty good how about how much how oh my gosh i literally can't talk i'm sorry did we record two already? 40 minutes? This is our second one. So I think we're good on time. Okay. Well, thank well. you guys so much for listening. And to our light, dark in subject matter, but light overview episode. Um, Any announcements or updates you can think of, Ashley? um we may or may not have an episode next week because as we keep saying life is very busy and as this i feel like we're in a better place than we were last year because at this time last year we were like i'm unemployed (laughs) but like we're just busy now like we're overemployed at this point yeah over under no in between Yeah. yeah i think that we could put one more out in december um at some point but yeah. I don't want to promise anything, but I think that'd be a good goal, but it won't be on like our weekly schedule. Yeah. Expect regular episodes after the holiday passes because it'll be that long um, kind of nothing happening in March. So, you know, there's that. But if you don't hear from us, enjoy your weeks. Enjoy, enjoy your life. <laughs> enjoy your life. Enjoy your um, your holiday season. Hopefully it brings you lots of cheer and sparkle. Yes. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ready to Rage. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ready to Rage Podcast. Send us an email with your thoughts on the episode. Anything you'd like us to include in the future at Ready to Rage Podcast at gmail.com. You can also donate on Patreon at Ready to Rage. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you.